0: Hey, Special Educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, All are welcome in the Special Educators resource room. What is errorless learning and should it be part of our instruction? Hey, Special Educators, it's Jennifer from Positively Learning. I am going to be tackling this topic in this episode and sharing my own experiences. Let's start with a definition. Errorless tasks are activities and they are designed to help our students practice new skills, but without any risk of getting the wrong answer. So are they really learning? Well, the benefits of using errorless learning is that our students are getting immediate feedback and this feedback is positive. So it's building their confidence and it's encouraging them to continue participating. So that's the definition, but I will tell you, I was the last one on board with errorless learning. And now I look back and like it's definitely cringeworthy. I wish I had done it sooner, but at the time when this was being brought up to me by a very well-experienced special educator, I was really hesitant because I thought to myself, we have so little time. I mean, physically, we had very little time. It always felt like testing was just taking over. But also, even if I did have open windows of learning time, my students weren't always receptive. You know, we had lots of things going on. And when those windows opened up, I went for it. So should I be spending that precious learning time on errorless tasks? Well, at the time when I first started approaching this, I thought, no, that's just going to take away time from a more interactive and skills-based instruction. But I did luckily find the way. And I realized how much of a benefit it really was. And now I am a huge fan of errorless learning. Let's break down exactly what errorless learning looks like in our classrooms. In my own experience, It was a activity the student was participating in, whether it is one-on-one, you with the student, or if they were working independently. So this could be a file folder, a task box, or go digital with boom cards. Let's break down exactly what these tasks would look like for our students. And the first example I'm going to use are boom cards, which are digital task cards. So a boom card may say, give instructions, name each picture. Choose the picture that begins with like an s sound and the pictures are sailboat sandwich and seahorse <laughs> so they are all correct answers students are going to select the one that starts with the s sound they're not going to have a wrong answer choice so they're going to get immediate positive feedback boom cards are wonderful because they give that little ding before you move on to the next card so there are no wrong answer choices Let's use file folders as our next example. Students may be doing a sorting activity, and let's switch it over to math, addition number sentences. So the file folder may say the sum is 10. That's the heading card. And all of the cards that the students are going to sort all add up to 10. So it might be 5 plus 5 and 2 plus 8 and 6 plus 4. There's no answers that are not going to be 10. So your students are going to be able to solve the number sentences and automatically Get that feedback that they are correct. They have solved for 10. And with task boxes, I think of using clip cards where there's multiple choice and students are using a clothespin to clip the answer, or maybe they are covering the answer with some type of manipulative. All of the answer choices can be correct. Think about that boom cards example where I had all the pictures that begin with the same initial sound same thing with a physical task card. So students can clip their answer, automatically going to be a correct answer no matter what they are choosing. Okay, now that we have those examples, let's bring it back to my initial concerns. Are our students really learning if they if all the answer choices are correct? Aren't they just going to clip anything without applying any type of thinking skills. And those are valid concerns. I had them myself. So if you are feeling the same way, I will ask you, how are things currently going? Are your students fully participating? Or does it feel like you're moving mountains to get them to engage with activities? If things are going very well, your students are continuing to make progress, there's not too much frustration, then I'd say, great, keep doing what you're doing. Maybe Errorless activities are not going to be appropriate right now. But if you are seeing that students are having any kind of difficulty struggling with new concepts or they're having difficulty remembering the information, this can be a very effective strategy because it is going to build their confidence. It is going to help improve their understanding of new material and that's going to help them achieve their learning goals. So one of the key benefits of errorless learning is that it allows your students to focus on the correct response. And that can be a learning opportunity. You could be providing a teachable moment, students interacting with the task and receiving that immediate feedback. And they're not worrying about making mistakes. So that immediate feedback is what is creating a low stress learning environment, giving your students a chance to develop these skills in a safe space Then you can gradually increase the difficulty of the tasks. Maybe your students are struggling with the executive function skills that it takes to independently interact with activities, whether you're using task boxes, file folders, or boom cards. By using an errorless approach, you're eliminating that content load. You're not worrying about right and wrong answers. Instead, you can focus on the process. Students can learn the skills that it takes in order Order to select a task card, read the question, look at the answers, choose the answer, get immediate feedback, move on to the next task card. You're eliminating that frustration so that they can just concentrate on those skills. No one's saying that you have to stay on airless forever. Maybe once those organization skills are under wraps, students are feeling more confident, they know what to do, they can do this with independence successfully, then you can up that difficulty, that complexity you are providing a clear structure for learning. So errorless tasks are helping your students build independent skills. Then you can customize the content to align with their goals. And another huge advantage to this approach is that you can use this across so many different types of content areas. You can cover early learning and academic skills, but also life skills, social emotional learning, and fine motor skills. In the Task Box Dollar Club, I have some task cards that have a tracing path. Have you ever seen those? Students can use their finger to trace or they can use a pencil and practice. They're really fun. But what I have included were answer choices where the path leads you to the correct answer. So maybe there is a 2D shape. Like a triangle. And there's a triangle, then there's a path that students would follow, and it matches you to another triangle. And the directions for this task are to find the matching shapes. Well, you're following the path. It automatically goes to the correct answer. So that is an example of combining fine motor. There's the 2D shapes and the errorless task. Another example from the club is a social emotional learning task. It's all about good choices. So students are going to look at a scenario. It's picture-based. And they're going to answer the question, is this a good choice? And the answers are yes or no. So let's take this example and let's differentiate. Let's make one of these error lists and the other one not errorless. So students are going to be using the same task. If you're doing the errorless, there would only be one answer choice. So students would look at the scenario, make their decision, then indicate their answer, whether they're pointing, circling, covering, clipping, and the answer choice is provided. If you were going to not make this errorless, then you would provide both answers, yes and no. And students would have to indicate their answer by choosing one or the other. One more example, community signs. This is a set I have in the club and it's a set of signs where students are gonna look at the sign and then make a match. They're choosing alike signs. So for example, on the left-hand side, they see the exit sign. Their job is to make a match by finding the exit sign. So on a errorless task, that exit sign would be on the right side and they, they could clip the answer. They can circle it, point to it, whatever you're doing. If it was not errorless, I would prepare that task card by cutting it in half. Then you would have several different cards for your students to look and find the other exit sign to make the match. They would pair them together. So same task, prepared two different ways to meet your students' needs. I really appreciate these examples because I know my own concern was time. Maybe I was on board with errorless learning, but thought, how am I going to fit this in? We are already on this very tight learning schedule. Well, now we can see that in this case of task boxes, you don't need to prepare something completely separate in isolation, but instead, maybe in your small groups, all your students are interacting with the same task, but they're just interacting in different ways. Some students are doing an errorless approach. Students are using two answer choices. Maybe some students have three answer choices or they're completing a task and then extending the task. There are different ways our students can interact with the same activity. And we can see this benefit. With errorless learning, we're having our students focus on that correct Response. We're not having them have a wrong response and then having to undo that learning. I don't know if that's something that you've struggled with, but I know that is something I have seen in my own classroom. I wanted to record this episode so I could share what errorless learning can look and feel like in your classroom. I also wanted to share my own hesitations because now looking back, I wish I hadn't waited so long. So if you are feeling any of those hesitations, I hope this is helpful, but also reach out. Let me No, let's chat about it. I mentioned some examples from the Taskbox Dollar Club. I'll put a link in the show notes. But you may also already have resources that are available to be used as errorless learning or can be adapted for your students. I also have a bundle of errorless learning tasks that are done for you. These would be terrific to set up as a complete independent work system in the resource room or another idea is to use these as morning work or early finishers in the Gen Ed classroom. This bundle, you can check out all the different previews of what's included so you can get a better look at how students are going to be interacting. There's adapted books, a student binder, file folders and task boxes. I'll put that that link in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe buttons that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at positivelylearningblog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.